Hi and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls to get access to all of our bonus content as well as some goodies that you get for signing up. Um, and this week we are covering A Boy Called Christmas. I keep saying A Boy Named Christmas. I did that a couple times too, if but I'm it's being not. honest. No, it's called. <laughs> what do you name in this one? Uh, simply just hope. Hope. Yeah, it's like kind of it. the theme of the story. I appreciate that. I like the uh, simple and yeah. to the point. Uh, so the book was originally published November 16th, 2015, and it's written by Matt Haig. Um, it has a Goodreads rating of 4.2 out of 5, and it's 256 pages, but most of them have like illustrations yeah. and other things. It's about 50-50, so. I would say. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so the movie just came out maybe two weeks ago on Netflix. Yeah. So 2021, it's PG adventure drama family. <laughs> and it's an hour and 46 minutes long, uh, directed by Gil Keenan. Uh, the only movies that he's actually directed are Monster House, which is a cartoon, like a Halloween type okay. movie. Um, Poltergeist from 2016 or 15. And then he did one episode of the TV show Scream that was on MTV. Oh, so yeah, this okay. is a little like out of his genre, which I thought was interesting. Mm. But yeah, I haven't seen any of those. So this was my first experience yeah. with him, I guess. <laughs> so the IMDb synopsis reads, in this origin story of Father Christmas, an ordinary boy with a loyal pet mouse and a reindeer at his side sets out on an extraordinary adventure to find his father, who is on a quest to discover the fabled village of Elfhelm. Fabled. I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how descriptive that was. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we get like... 10 words and it's like, yeah, what very did you big. Yeah. <laughs> so some interesting facts about the book. Um, this is one of 12 children's books that Matt Haig has written. Wow. Um, this is also a the first book in a series that's titled Christmas. Okay. Um, the other books in the series are called The Girl Who Saved Christmas. That's number two. Mm-hmm. And then Father Christmas and Me. He also wrote two novellas, um, which are kind of shorter style, short story um books uh one about the truth pixie which we'll talk about titled the truth pixie Mm -hmm. and then just this past october so last month um he released uh one called a mouse called mika which you know we'll get to mika as well in this story so um the the story continues i just don't know that those two are necessarily tied to christmas okay but they're they're with characters who we meet in this i really did not like the truth pixie so i think i'm gonna skip that one Uh oh (laughs) How did you feel about Mika? Mika's fine. It was just the truth pixie just seemed very like out of genre. Not genre, but it was just very like pixies, huh? A pixie who explodes heads, huh? Like it just seemed weird to me. I don't know. Right. Uh, so obviously not too much about the movie has come out. It does have an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So pretty good. Um, the only kind of cool fact that I th- that I could find right now is that obviously it's, you know, very winter scenes Mm -hmm. um, throughout the movie. And it was filmed in Lapland, Finland, the Czech Republic, uh, Slovakia and London. Okay. So all those like very wintry type towns. Mm -hmm. So, well, and the author of the book is British. Mm -hmm. So I could see him being like, well, and those just feel very wintry. Yes. Yes. I don't, I mean, unless you're in Canada, North America is not as Christmassy. Yeah. Unless you go to like, I don't know, 
veil. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but really, the uh, the interesting part about this movie is the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a wide uh, bag of people you know, people you have no idea who they are. Uh, yeah. So I have to start uh, with Aunt Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aunt Ruth is actually an added character front to the movie. So there's a... Technically, yes. Technically, we do get um, a second kind of subplot Mm -hmm. um, of it's a story within a story, which is not how the book is written. Uh, But Aunt Ruth is basically the aunt who is reading this story about a boy called Christmas to her um, nieces or her niece and nephews. But played by the fabulous Maggie Smith, uh, Professor McGonagall uh, from the Harry Potter series. Um, Also, we know her from Downtown Abbey. Uh, I love her. She is looking very old, though. Yeah. I'm just glad that she's still acting. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest. Like, I just love to see her in things. Mm -hmm. I've never watched Downtown Abbey, so I, like haven't experienced her in all her glory that is that show Um, but obviously I love her from the Harry Potter series and it's nice to see her in although it's not she's not very Christmassy in this like just seeing her in, in something like this is nice well but like the kids like at first don't like her and I was like excuse me show some respect to Maggie Smith please you <laughs> well, little snots yeah and I don't know if they were trying to play off of the whole like who, Aunt Carlotta who we meet yeah. and like now like Aunt Ruth mm-hmm. I don't know um we'll get into it a little bit but um Mama Roche had a uh a prediction about who Aunt Ruth was. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, So moving on, Nicholas, who is the boy called Christmas Mm -hmm. in this film, is played by a new actor named Henry Lawful. Uh, This is his first movie, but he did do one episode in a miniseries of Les Mis. Okay. Uh, He, it's so funny because I had asked you, I was like, is this a live action movie? And you're like, yeah. And then I saw the movie poster of it and he almost looks digitalized (laughs) like he's so like very fresh face Mm -hmm. very like um i don't know he has very distinguished like features in his face that makes it look like he's not a real person almost sometimes (laughs) like he's a doll yeah but i actually really liked him i thought he was good i did too and it was actually nice to see a fresh face to your point like someone that we haven't really seen before who hasn't been like pigeonholed into doing Christmas style Mm -hmm. movies or anything like that. It was nice to see a a new actor um, kind of rise. And I'm curious to see what he'll do moving forward. I have a feeling we're going to see him in in the future. Uh, So Aunt Carlotta, which is what you, who you were just talking Mm -hmm. about, which is funny because um, boyfriend Ray has a Aunt Carletta, but my (laughs) mom always pronounces her name Carlotta. And so I thought that was funny. Um, But played by Kristen Wiig. uh, We know her obviously from Bridesmaids, SNL. She's in Where'd You Go Bernadette? Who, and that, sorry, that title's on our Mm -hmm. uh, list. Um, And she was also just most recently in Wonder Woman 1984. Um, Love Kristen Wiig. Did not love her for this role. I thought it was very forced. And I was like, why is Kristen Wiig playing this character? Yeah. Well, I will say uh, I commend her for her accent. I think she did a good job considering I'm pretty sure she's American. Um, I get what you're saying, though. In this, like, I think we've always kind of known her to play funny characters. And, like, that's what she really does best. I know she's tried to dabble into some more serious stuff. But then this is kind of like a mix of both right like it's still a children's movie Mm -hmm. but it's a serious role i can see why you felt like it was a little forced i didn't mind it because i love Kristen wig yeah um but it's is it like 
her best performance ever no yeah it, <laughs> it just, just seemed very random to like me. yeah would you do you, have you thought of like who you would have rather have seen no but i just like i think you know seeing the illustrations of aunt carlotta mm-hmm. in the in the book i'm like no yeah like i i don't know just someone more like a Helena Bonham I was Carter just type person. That. You yeah. Know? Well, so. and it's funny because, you know, we already talked about um, Maggie Smith. There's mm-hmm. another character who was also in Harry Potter. It's like, mm-hmm. why not just bring Helena? But I do think Helena has very specific oh, roles yeah. that she will. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, so moving on to another character. Uh, person we've seen in Harry Potter. Uh, the King, mm-hmm. who is the King of the Village, is played by um, Jim Broadbent, who is Professor Slughorn. Um, he's also in Bridget Jones's Diary. Um, I love him. I, I think he's too. so great. And he's such like a uh, like a timeless actor. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of the, you know, time pieces. So I thought he was great. I love him because he is super emotive in his Mm -hmm. facial features. So like, even if he's not talking, he's still acting and he does it so well. Like I'm, I, he always gets a good mm-hmm. reaction out of me whenever I watch him in anything. Well, and I feel like we are introduced to the king a little bit more in depth early on mm-hmm. in the in the movie than we were in the book. He's kind of just kind of this high figure at the beginning of the book. Yeah, and we don't really get much else in the book. Yeah, about so I'm him. wondering <laughs> if since they casted him for this, they were like, okay, he we deserves a bigger him. role. Yeah. So I thought he did a great job. Though. I agree. Uh, moving on to uh, another Harry Potter character. Uh, Father Topo, who is one of the elves that we meet Mm -hmm. uh, later on in the movie, played by Toby Jones. Uh, We actually saw him in Hunger Games as well. He was in Captain America. Mm -hmm. And um, but he is the voice of Dobby, the house elf in Harry Potter. I was like, I don't remember seeing him. That's because Mm -hmm. he was. Yes. (laughs) Yep. He is the voice of Dobby. Dobby is one of my most beloved characters. So, Uh, but I loved, I, I did love the elves in this movie and I thought he did a great job. He's also aging quite a bit. Yeah. But (laughs) I think it works for this because right. He's supposed to be kind of that older, Mm -hmm. like, um, father figure kind of wise yeah, man exactly. or wise elf I should yes. say <laughs> um, and then lastly I wanted to talk about uh, Mother Vo- Vodal, Vodal mm-hmm. uh, played by Sally Hawkins uh, Mother Vodal is the she's one of the head elves in uh, in the town ta- town of elves um, <laughs> elf helm yes but she actually becomes kind of the um, antagonist protagonist the antagonist. antagonist of the film. Um, she actually has Oscar nominations for her role in The Shape of Water and Blue Jasmine. And I also saw, which I didn't know this was coming out, the upcoming film Wonka, which oh. is going to be in, two, in 2023. Um, the story is actually going to fo- focus specifically on young Willy Wonka and how he, him and the Oompa Loompas met and their earliest adventures. Oh, I'm so ready for and, that. And um, Wonka is being played by Timothy or Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah the guy who was in Dune. No way. Yeah, That's... which is, I saw the picture of it and I'm like, he's going to be phenomenal. That guy is literally in everything right now, yeah. which like good for him, but... I don't know that I'm going to love that. I think I'm going to like it. We'll see. We'll see I how I feel. I think I'm going to like it. We'll see. I think you just have to be such a quirky actor to play mm-hmm. that role. I just don't know if he has it in him. We'll see. He was in Little Women. and Like, he... I could see Harry Styles doing that really well. Oh, he's too busy doing Marvel <laughs> movies where he doesn't belong. <laughs> That's don't what I'm worry. saying, though. Like, how perfect would he be for that yeah, role? He's very true. eccentric, very out there. Yeah. 
know. I will say, uh, is it Timothy or Timothy? Timothy. He, um, he is, he was in Little Women. Mm -hmm. Um, his, Lori was his character and that character is a little bit more eccentric. Okay. And I really liked him in it. So we'll see. I'll Uh give him the benefit of the doubt. But Sally Hawkins is Uh also going to be in the, in this film. So, uh, she was fine for this role. Again, I felt like it was more like a Helena Bottom Carter role. Well, and we'll get into it, but, um, She's actually father Vodal in the book. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So it's very different. Um, I don't know why. I think a lot of times we, I think a lot of times we see this mm-hmm. where they kind of like put in a female actress right. instead of like an actor or whatever, yeah. just to kind of you know change things up and and keep things fresh. So I mean, I I didn't think that it mattered if she was yeah. a woman or a man, um, but she was okay. I mean. I would have liked her, her to have been a little bit more mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't fully buy it. No. Because by the end, in, in the book too, like similar to the movie, mm-hmm. they do that character does like kind of, you know, is okay with things. Right. But it, towards the beginning, it's very much like, who are you? Why mm-hmm. are you here? You're not allowed to be here type yeah. thing. So I didn't get that as much from her, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. And that was it. So you're not going to talk about the most handsome person in this entire movie? You're not going to talk about Joel? Oh, I mean, I couldn't really like, I thought he was cute, but I don't even, I tried to look up who he was and I couldn't find anything on him. He doesn't even have an IMDb. He doesn't? That's surprising because I'm pretty sure I've seen him in something. His name is, I'm going to butcher this, Michelle, Michelle uh, Huseman. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm pretty sure I've seen him in other things because he's very handsome. He is very handsome. you said he doesn't have an IMDb? According to the thing that I looked up. That's that's a lie, because I just looked at it. Maybe it was a different <laughs> character I looked up. Maybe. Um, let's see what he's been in. Uh, he's He was in the miniseries The Haunting of Hill House. Didn't you watch that? Yeah, I must have clicked on... Game of a, Thrones. Oh, I must have clicked on a different character. I think you did, yeah. Because he's very, like... He's in Game of Thrones, and you would know that he's in Game oh, of okay. Thrones. Um, he was in Nashville, the show. He's been in a few things. I just wanted to bring him up because he's in our <laughs> F. Mary Kill. And, you know. He is very good looking, yeah. though. Um, is that it, then? Yeah. But yeah. I also felt like they didn't need to uh, They didn't need to cast a good looking person for that role. When no. I was reading the book, I didn't picture that. No, and he doesn't really look like Nicholas whatsoever. Right. So <laughs> I don't really know why they picked him. Probably just to get the mothers excited about this movie. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Time for Who Said It. Your first quote is, everybody knows there are no such things as elves. Aunt Carlotta. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is, we must always help those who are in trouble. Even if they are human. Father Topo. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Next one is sometimes believing is as good as knowing. Ooh. Nicholas. Mm, Joel. <laughs> mm. And your last one is most humans are just a mixture of good things and some bad things. there was another one for father topo that i thought was just so hilarious it's towards the end of the book um he goes father christmas it doesn't sound very memorable (laughs) and we'll talk about why they're talking about this but it's just i cracked up when i read that all right your options for f mary kill age appropriate are joel or papa or nicholas's dad or however else you want to name him uh aunt carlotta 
and mother mother slash father Vodal. <laughs> I think I'm saying it right. Vodal? Vodal? Vodal. Vodal. We'll go with Vodal. Like Yodel. Okay. So you said Joel. Aunt Carlotta and mother slash father Vodal. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, I'm going <laughs> to kill Aunt Carlotta. Okay. Because she's really mean. I guess I'm going to marry Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I'll take a sleigh ride with... <laughs> Mother, father, Vodal. <laughs> so, like, I want to agree with you, but just based off of, like, the beginning of the book and movie, I don't know. Mother, father, Vodal is just, like, I, I can't stand him, her. So maybe I will take my sleigh ride with Aunt Carlotta. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, I didn't say what stage in her life. <laughs> she could have been a young Aunt Carlotta. <laughs> Still, I don't know if it would get much better. <laughs> All right, so this movie is very beautiful. I thought it was very beautifully shot. I like, agree. Ton- if you love a good Christmas scene, yeah. this is it for you. Which you do. Which I do, and <laughs> I appreciate. So like I mentioned earlier, um, the setup for this movie is quite a bit different than the book. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, um, have you ever seen The Princess Bride? No. So the princess- I think you've asked me that yeah. multiple times. <laughs> I know. So The Princess Bride is set up as a grandfather is telling his grandson mm-hmm. um a story and then it goes in the movie goes into the story and it kind of gets broken up throughout like it goes back to the Mm -hmm. grandfather and 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 grandson throughout the movie it's basically how this is set up too we get introduced to uh these three little kids and their dad we find out that their mother has recently passed away so they don't want to celebrate christmas well the dad has to go to work so his, the aunt, like great aunt, has come over to watch the kids and they don't really like her, um, but she wants to tell them a story. Yeah. So she goes into the story of a boy called Christmas and that's how we start the movie, which does not happen in the book. At no, all. we but, just start the book just with yeah, the story. <laughs> which I thought was a, which was a cute little way of starting the story. Um, The dad actually um, recently is in the new Cruella movie with uh-huh. Emma Stone. So that's what I recognize him from. But that was about it. All right. Uh, so yeah, so we, we get introduced to a boy who's actually, his name is actually Nicholas and he's with his father in the woods and we see that them, they're kind of like foraging and then they run into a bear, um, and they run from it. And I'm like, I couldn't, I would survive two seconds in the woods. 100%. Like the bear's super scary, um, but ends up getting uh, scared away by an arrow and like a hunter that is out in the woods. I love how his dad's like, be the forest. What does what, that what mean? What does that mean? What do be I, like, do I need camouflage? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do I need to do? Right. <laughs> um, we do find out that his mother was actually killed by supposedly that same bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and because his mom, he was out with his mom and she told him to run and she stood behind it and yeah. protected herself. Yeah, like in the book he like says, I, I know you, I recognize yeah. you yeah. <laughs> to the bear. So we find out that they are very poor. In the book we get a you know, we get it said over and over about how poor they are. Um we see the turn up doll for the very first mm-hmm. time, which we find out a little bit later, but in the book we find out pretty quickly that that doll was was um, something that his mother gave him yeah. um, and was the only present that his mother gave him. Did that give you um, Wilson Castaway vibes? Because it very totally much so. gave me Very that. much so. <laughs> this poor little turnip. So his father um, ends up telling him the story of Elfhelm, which is actually a story that he's been told since he was little and growing up. Um, so in the book... 
they're very skeptical of this elf helm actually exists. Yeah, it's I very think. much like we've heard the stories, but we don't actually know if it's true right. or not. No one's actually ever been there that we know. Yeah. So, who so knows? but in the movie, we get this like super detailed story about a little girl who found elf helm. Like it's this whole detailed thing, which I actually appreciated. It, it brought a little bit more life. It does. Well, and it comes back into play at the end of the movie, right. too. Uh, so this elf helm is actually a secret village home to elves. And, you know, his mother always said that it had the happiest people in the world and it was very, very magical. So it's always been this, like, dream in his mind since he was a little kid of what elf helm is. Uh, we get introduced now to a little mouse that is in the house mm-hmm. and... His dad actually tries to kill it, and Nicholas convinces him not to kill it. Yeah. This scene does not happen in the book. The mouse is already there. He's, like, basically part of the family. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no introduction to No, Mika. well, and then we get, like, how, you know, Nicholas wants to, like, teach him how to, like, speak or mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. But I don't know why. Is it, like, what we talk about with cats and how mm-hmm. if a cat is in a movie, it, like, adds to it? Because, like, yeah. there's so many movies that just, like, have mouse or mice. Yeah. And I'm, like... In the real world, no one wants a mouse no. to ever show up anywhere. No. <laughs> so. I did think the mouse was cute, but like he didn't really, he, he was kind of a comedic relief. Yeah. But kind of like didn't, and I don't know if this was the voice actor's fault or not, but like was very just like not on brand for this movie. Like it just seemed very forced. Like, like he was what, like joke, negative? Just or? like the random jokes. Oh. But like jokes that didn't land or jokes that weren't even um, acknowledged by anybody in the movie. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because in the book, and we can talk about it later, but in the book, like Nicholas doesn't ever actually know whether or not the yeah. mouse can talk. He talks and we get dialogue mm-hmm. from Mika but, like, they don't actually have dialogue together. Right. Whereas in the movie, they played it off as, like, oh, now Mika can talk yeah. and Nicholas can hear and other people can hear. Yeah. So they kind of elevated it. And maybe because of that, they felt like they needed, like, him for a purpose. And I guess yeah. that purpose was comedic relief. I don't, I don't know. know. I liked it. His, his, like, funny one-liners. Right. But, again, that's more – I a lot of, like, kid movies mm-hmm. do this where they do – um, jokes that are more geared towards parents than they yeah. are to the kids. Um, just for, I don't know, for the sake of making these more bearable yeah. for our parents to I watch. I just thought it was very, very <laughs> strange how they decided to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you said, Nicholas is, he's convinced he's going to teach this mouse to talk. So we now see that Nicholas's dad has been summoned by the king, which doesn't actually happen in the book. Nope. The hunter just comes to their house yep. to tell them <laughs> that they've been summoned by the king yeah. to go on this journey. So in the movie, they end up going, Nicholas and his father end up going into the actual village to see the king because the king has actually asked a bunch of different people to to go and find hope for the village. Basically he feels like the village isn't happy that they need something to smile about and that he doesn't care what it is that they do. (laughs) They just need to go out and bring back hope for the village, which is very different than what it in the book. Yeah. In the book, which we get the scene right after this, Mm -hmm. um, the hunter who had the, the green arrow comes to them and is like, the King has basically put a team together to go find, um, was it hope? I don't think I don't even think it was hope in the no, book. No, they it was basically like, wanted them to go to Elfhelm to prove that it was that real. it existed, right? And he was like, you know, we need you to come along mm-hmm. with us or whatever. And the reason 
being which we get in the next scene yeah for why joel agrees to go yeah and so now in the movie well i did going back to the scene where they are at the (laughs) at the castle the 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 king's like we need we need things that are going to make this town or this village smile and be hopeful again and someone goes like more food for the poor he's like no (laughs) and they're like shelter for the homeless he's like no (laughs) yeah like good health care (laughs) no yeah i just thought that was kind of funny uh so now in the movie though this is where we get the scene where the hunter comes to nicholas and his dad's house and his name is anders and they very much know who this guy is Mm -hmm. in the in the book they're like they knew that there's a hunter but they didn't know who he actually was right they only recognized him by his arrows yeah so he's there to convince nicholas's father to actually come and go on this journey together with them and that you know they will get a bunch of money from the king if they can go and pull off this journey which is why joel says yes anyway because it keeps getting mentioned that they are poor and they need the money. Yeah. But the caveat with it is that he's going to be gone for two to three months, which is a very long time. I'm like, what is this poor child going to do for two to three months? So we, this is where the first time in the movie, we hear his dad call him Christmas and we find out that his mom used to call him that and that there's no, there was no real reason to it. It was just a word. Which is so not right. From the book. The book, right. they call him Christmas because he was actually born on Christmas. Right. And they know what Christmas is yeah. in the book. Whereas in the movie, it's like, what is this weird word? Right. <laughs> so very strange. Yeah. That's kind of a whole plot line that they change, but it's fine. Um, so since his dad's going to be gone for so long, uh, he gets his aunt Carlotta to come and watch Nicholas while he's gone. And right off the bat she's trying to be really nice but i'm like you are not a nice she's like an evil stepsister she basically. is i was trying to think about like who in my life if if i had to stay with them that like i would just hate every second of it i'm sure i could think of like oh i have a few but i can't yeah. say it on, right. on no i won't actually say them by name just, yeah there are people. i think we all have that that one family member we would not yeah. want to come and watch it 100 percent um but before his dad leaves um he gives nicholas his hat because he's been wearing this hat that we all know as a santa hat um we don't really get the explanation in the movie but in the book we kind of find out that it's his mom that had made that hat i think for him I think so. But again, different than the movie, this does not, like, he doesn't hand his hat. Like, he leaves with the mm-hmm. hat, which we get to see later once Nicholas goes on his quest. Yeah. quest. Well, in the movie, they sw- switch the hat with something else. Yeah. But anyway, like, the hat is a thing that exists, but they just make it a little bit more of a central piece in the movie than right. they do in the in the book. So, Nicholas now has this Santa hat, and... So, and the dad leaves. Right when the dad leaves, the aunt becomes very, very mean. She makes Nicholas sleep outside. She throws out Mika the mouse, throws out the turnip doll. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where is CPS when you need it? (laughs) Like, wild. Well, and I thought that was interesting because, like, in the book, I think at this point, it's not winter yet in the book. So, it's like, it's not that bad that he's being thrown out. Mm -hmm. The weather's still okay to be outside, to sleep outside. But no, this is like in the dead of winter. The whole movie is dead of winter. (laughs) So, so anyways, you know, she just keeps getting meaner and meaner. Well, at one point, and and in the book, we actually find out that Nicholas goes throughout the day to like forge uh, mushrooms for her. Mm -hmm. 
to make so she could make soup for herself. He barely gets anything yeah. to eat. Well, one day she actually makes a soup for him. In the book, he he eats the soup, but it tastes awful. Mm-hmm. In the movie, he's eating the soup like it's the best thing he's ever had in in his life. It's probably because it's the only thing he's had in like right. days. <laughs> but come to find out that she had actually used the turnip doll that his mom had made for him in the soup, and he was actually eating. The poor doll, which is like, so sad. It's sad, but also, yeah, if that turnip has been like basically rotten for right, God years. knows how long. Right. And now it's in my soup. Yeah, it's Gross. not going to taste the best. Disgusting. <laughs> so also during this like commotion of once he realizes what's going on, his hat ends up catching on fire, which doesn't happen in the book mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the hat. He takes the hat outside and there's like little holes in it. And so now he's realizing that there's actually another lining inside of this hat. Well, he turns it inside out and come to find out there is a map to Elfhelm in this hat, which doesn't happen in the book. Correct. So it's kind of cool visually. It looks really cool. But I was like, how did no one see that ever? Right. And also like how convenient that his dad, the person going to find Elfhelm, happened to give the hat to Nicholas. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So... Mika and Nicholas, Mika the mouse and Nicholas decide that they want to go to find his dad because we don't really find this out in the movie, but like his dad has now gone, had been gone past the time he thought he was going to mm-hmm. be back. So Nicholas is now getting worried. Yeah. So they decide to pack up, head to Elfham. They end up stopping in this like little village and they get in front, get confronted by this really cranky old woman, um, which does happen in the book, I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, she's very crotchety. She's like, don't believe in anything, especially fairy tales. Right. Great. That's great to tell a child. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you. Um, but he forges on. He keeps walking north. The snow starts to get really, really bad. And he ends up finding a cave for shelter and they start a fire. And all of a sudden, Mika can talk. What? Yeah. And he's like, um, I didn't know that you could talk. And he's like, well, I can. Um, I've just been waiting to for you to teach me quicker, basically, <laughs> on how to talk. So, Which, as I mentioned earlier, like in the book, he talks. We can read his dialogue, mm-hmm. but they don't actually right. talk to each other. Um, one thing that they do bring up in the movie that gets mentioned in the book is about how Mika just has wants nothing more than to taste cheese. Yeah. Um, that that's what he believes in is actually true, but he's never actually had it. <laughs> right. Which I thought was cute. Uh, they end up getting chased by this reindeer, this beautiful reindeer. Mm-hmm. And they get chased up this tree and they end up seeing that the uh, reindeer was actually has been shot by an arrow in the book. I think he gets shot in the leg in yeah. the movie. It's like straight in the, in the butt. Yep. Which um, I don't know which is worse. Probably the leg, right? Yeah. yeah. Less, less like, you know. I guess. I don't know. It all yeah. sounds painful. <laughs> but anyways, Nicholas ends up getting the reindeer to calm down. He pulls out the arrow and helps the reindeer. The reindeer ends up, you know, following them and he lets him get on his back and and ride. One thing they don't mention um, in the movie that they do in the book is that at this point, Nicholas has been walking for a very, very long mm-hmm. time. He has blisters all over his feet and he basically cannot walk anymore. Yeah. Another so, thing to note, that arrow has a green um, point, which led, leads him to understand that it was Anders's mm-hmm. arrow, which means his dad has gone through Correct. this kind of part of the journey. Yep. So he ends up naming the reindeer Blitzen because his mom used to tell him a story or take him to a lake, Lake Blitzen. Lake Blitzen. So I did like how the mouse was like, so is his name Lake 
or is it Blitzen or is it Lake Blitzen? Like that seems kind of long. <laughs> right. So there was a couple, I guess, jokes that kind That's of That's what I'm saying. Like me. it was cute to just kind of like interject those yeah. random things. <laughs> so they finally get up to this like tallest peak of the mountain where they believe that just on the other side that there should be elf helm Mm -hmm. well they get there and on the other side of the mountain is just more snow but inside that snow they end up finding his father's knife and at that point he feels like his dad is gone and he loses hope and he collapses in the snow this is where he saw his hat in the Mm -hmm. book versus the knife yeah Um, so this is at this point in the book is when he actually gets his dad's hat so he's passed out in the snow on the verge of hypothermia, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And a little girl by the name of Noosh and Father Topo, uh, who both have very pointy ears, mm-hmm. um, end up finding Nicholas in the snow. And they end up waking him up with a magic spell, which is a Drimwick, um, which is a hope spell. So he wakes up and come to find out, you know, Nicholas is standing there. He can't see anything. And... They're like, you're in Elfhelm. He's like, there's nothing here. Like, there's like, what are you talking about? Well, they tell him, you know, you have to believe it to see it, which I thought was very cute. So he he believes that he's there, which I thought was interesting. So I was like, this kid has believed from the very beginning that Elfhelm is real. Has he, though? Because, like, I mean, I mean, his his mother has always told him, but like believing and seeing are two very different things. I guess so. <laughs> so anyways, he truly starts to believe that Elfhelm is real and he finally sees the village. Uh, if you're if you're wanting a very Christmassy elf village, you're not going to get it in this movie. Because <laughs> you got to remember, this is before Christmas decorations. Um, but we do see the elf village for the very first time. And they end up taking him into this like kind of hidden house area. And they mention the term the resistance. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what in the world are they talking about the resistance? Like what's <laughs> happening? Um, and he gets into this like hidden house area and everyone's yelling Merry Christmas. And it's a big old Christmas party. Yeah. Which doesn't really happen in the book. It's, there's not really a resistance. It was, it's very much kind of like everyone's come to terms with the fact that they've all kind of lost joy and this is mm-hmm. their new life now. And they just yeah. go about their day. So like, there's no like, group of people that's trying to like keep hope alive <laughs> i appreciate the group that's keeping yeah hope no alive, for though. sure <laughs> uh, so while they're having this christmas party um which i think is cute because mika goes through like the gingerbread mm-hmm. village and whatnot these worker elves which i guess would be you know the other part of the resistance <laughs> And they come and break up the party. And this is where we see uh, Mother Vodal for the very first time. And she ends up pointing out Nicholas as being human. Come to find out that they do not like humans anymore. And that the reason being is that um, his that Nicholas's father and the other men came found Elfhelm. And they actually trusted. They welcomed them into Elfhelm. They trusted them and ended up kidnapping little Kip. Yeah. So sad. What I don't understand is like, okay, all this happened. They came in. They they uh, mm-hmm. trusted whatever. How is his dad not back home yet? Right. That's what I thought was very <laughs> weird. Like the way she talks about it in the movie seems like it was like years ago. Right. Like they've they've built they built a relationship with these people and then they stole little Kip. But like. It's been months, and just now, Nicholas yeah. is getting there. Right. So, I, I just know, thought I just it was thought... very, yeah. I thought it was weird, because like you said, it's like they came, they built this relationship, and then they 
stole little Kip, and then now the whole village has already lost hope. Like, it was right. just very, like, <laughs> yeah. this timeline isn't working for me. So anyways, because, and then Mother Vodal's like, and then I was elected um, person to rule mm-hmm. on my platform. I'm like, okay, so now we've also had an election during this time. <laughs> like, what what's right. happening, you know? So she basically has instated that there will be no more Christmas. And um, because if they are celebrating Christmas and having a good time, that's when they let down their guard. And so when they let down their guard is when bad things happen, like little Kip being kidnapped. So they end up taking Nicholas away because he's human and locking him up in this big, scary tower. And this is where we get introduced to the truth pixie. Uh, she was also up there and come to find out uh, she's up there because she can make people's heads explode, which is <laughs> the weirdest non Christmassy thing I've ever heard in my life. She And she like purely does it for entertainment purposes right. only. She right. just like, and because she's the truth she can't lie that she doesn't enjoy it. Yeah. Because she does. <laughs> um, I just really quickly, because mm-hmm. um, I know we're not, we're not reading the whole book okay. because obviously it's mm-hmm. longer than most. Um, but I do want to read the new rules for elves, okay. which is the rules that Vodal kind of instated once um, okay. she came in. So rule number one, know your place. Rule number two, do not spickle dance. Rule number three, do not play with toys in public. Rule number four. Do not play with spinning tops in private or public. Rule number five, avoid joy and merriment at all times. Rule number six, worry more. Rule number seven, resist goodwill. Rule number eight, put your own interests before others. Rule number nine, don't talk to pixies or trolls or other non-elves. And rule number 10, never, under any circumstances, allow a human into elf helm so like and it's underlined and it's like very clear like don't do this and like father topo and little noosh did the one thing they weren't supposed to do well you know what that place sounds like no fun to me not at all (laughs) so it it sounds like adulthood is what it sounds like (laughs) so basically now we have a human a troll and a pixie all locked up in in the tower (laughs) um so the troll is up there. He's like this big, huge, ugly guy. And he actually tries to eat Nicholas. Well, the pixie decides to help Nicholas. Um, and she like feeds what is like a little leaf or something. Called Hulip. Yeah, it's like a little leaf that she feeds the troll and um, ends up blowing up his head. Yeah. Uh, which also then blows them out of the tower. This in the book, it actually takes a day to do. So it's so funny. Like, they, he, he, she's like actually what I want you to do to the troll tells the troll mm-hmm. like you should kill this, this boy. And he's like, yes, I will kill you. <laughs> and he's like, but it's Christmas. And she's like, it's not Christmas. It's like the 23rd of December. He's yeah. like, no, for trolls, the 23rd is Christmas. Okay. So I'll kill you tomorrow. <laughs> so like he actually spends a full day and oh, night okay. in this tower with them. Um, and in the book, she, the pixie doesn't actually help him mm-hmm. kill the troll. He, she, I think like loses grip on the hulip leaf because it's her mm-hmm. last one that she mm-hmm. was saving for a special occasion and he happens to cr- uh, grab it. it and like throw it into the troll's mouth so she's a little bit more vindictive in the book than yeah. in the movie <laughs> yeah this is a condensed version evidently yeah. um so yes yeah, so they get blown out of the tower so now they've escaped the tower and now they're kind of running around the village um, with these guards chasing them. They end up going into a classroom and the teacher actually helps them escape going through this like slide in the floor. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's very helpful. But like, why do you have that? Right. It was very weird. Very weird. Um, but while 
in the classroom, uh, the little girl, Noosh, who was there, who brought him into the village, which I was like, he's been in this town for like five minutes mm-hmm. and school has already started. Yeah. I'm like, this is a very strange timeline. <laughs> But anyways, while they're escaping, she goes to untie Blitzen, who's been tied up so they can use him to get out. So anyways, oh, I forgot to say. So when they were blown out of the tower, uh, the pixie actually kind of teaches Nicholas how to possibly fly a little bit. Yeah. He to like believe in himself. and. Well, we get a little bit more in the book that when... Um when Father Topo did that dream wick spell mm-hmm. on him to like wake him up yeah. in the in the snow, that gave him like magic, magic, magical powers. He just doesn't know and didn't know how to like garner that power right. to like his benefit. His benefit. So they're now on Blitzen and they're trying to escape the village before the guards come and get them. The pixie actually ends up helping him out um, with some explosive devices. She calls <laughs> to them get crackers. It. Yeah. So she actually ends up staying behind Nicholas and Blitzen get out to go find his father. Cause they, his, what his, you know, thing is if he can go to his father and get little Kit back, he can bring him back to the village and they'll see, you know, that humans right. aren't all bad. So, he ends up finding Kip inside of a cage in the forest. And he also finds his father. And he basically is like, what are you doing? Like, this is not you. Like, what are you doing? The father's like, look, this is going to change our lives, this money. And his father actually tells the hunters to tie up Nicholas and the reindeer Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that they don't let Kip go. So I was like, oh. Joel, like, what's happening? <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, anyways, it was all a ruse. And um, in the middle of the night while everyone's sleeping or in the morning, uh, his dad ends up untying Nicholas and unlocking Kip from the cage. So the hunters end up chasing them because they wake up, because of course they do. And they jump on a sled and Blitzen is actually pulling the sled with his dad on it while Kip and Nicholas are riding on Blitzen's back. Well, they're trying to use magic to get this sled basically to fly and mm-hmm. get Blitzen to fly. Well, his father ends up weighing them down so much they can't take flight. And so his father, as they're about to go off the cliff, cuts the sled Ugh. and dies. So Falls sad. off the cliff and dies while Blitzen and Kip and Nicholas fly to safety. It- I don't know if, I can't remember if they say it in the movie, but in the book, his dad says, like, I want you to remember me for something good. And it's just like, oh, oh my gosh. So gut-wrenching. But it's almost like Blitzen could have used some help. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> um, but it was also cute because then they say, you know, which is such a heart-wrenching quote of, like, the price, or, you know, grief is the price we pay for love. And it's like, oh, it's so bad. But it's like worth it 10 times over. Um, So they are able to fly to safety. They take, he takes Kip back to Elfhelm. um, And. Oh my God, that reuniting with his family was just so special. So cute. Um, So, and everyone says, you know, if Kip is alive, that hope must also be alive. So hope is being brought back to this village. And really at this point, Mother Vodal kind of just goes away. Like she can't stop everybody now from being joyous mm-hmm. and happy. And so they end up going back to Kip's parents' house and come to find out that Kip's parents actually make toys. Mm-hmm. 
uh, specifically those tops. So as they're giving, you know, they give Nicholas a top to say thank you for, for bringing back their kid. And you kind of see a little light bulb go off in Nicholas's head and he gets inspired to have everybody help out in the village to make as many toys as possible. You see where they're going here with this. Yeah. Much faster than we get to it in the book. Uh, which I'll get to like how the book ends, but this is like a fast track to like where we're going with this whole story. Right. But I guess that's the point of a movie, right? Right. <laughs> we're already at like an hour and a half at right. this point. So they end up making a ton of toys. They put all the toys in a sack and he gets on Blitzen and he's about to go, um, I guess, deliver the toys to kids. And Mother Vodal shows up again and she tries to stop him. And as she's trying to stop him. One thing that kind of comes up throughout the movie is that Nicholas is wearing this necklace that he got from his mother. Well, she notices the necklace that he's wearing and come to find out his mom actually had visited that village before when she was younger. And they say that she was very loving, very kind and just full of hope and that she was there for a long time and that her and mother Vodal were actually very, very good friends. And, but one day she left without saying a word and that it like crushed mother Vodal. Mm -hmm. So was that the storyline in the, in the, in the book? Uh, no, this, no, we get the, like we said earlier, yeah. like Alfhelm is kind of like this elusive thing that like no yeah. one really knows if it's there or not. So this whole like mom being the story that she actually ends up telling to Nicholas is all yeah for the movie. We yeah. don't get this in the book. Yeah. So she ends up, you know, kind of being okay with what Nicholas is doing, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of saying, you know, I see your mother in you and is kind of like, okay, you know, maybe humans aren't all bad. So Nicholas gets back on Blitzen. He goes to deliver all the toys. And as he's, you know, flying away, um, Noosh calls, calls him Father Christmas, um, which I thought was very cute. It was a much more like involved conversation in the book, because as you can tell, everyone's like the older elves are either Mm -hmm. called mother or father. Yeah. And they're like, we need to, we need a nickname for you. We need a name Mm -hmm. for you. Like Nicholas isn't going to work. And they're like, okay, well you'll be called a father, but like, what do we call you? And Nicholas actually suggests Christmas because uh-huh. that's what he's always been called. Mm-hmm. In the book, he knows what Christmas is, obviously. Yeah. And that's the part where Father Topo's like, Father Christmas? Doesn't sound very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And like I, I, going back in the movie, you know, when he says he ends up telling Mother Vodal, like, my mom used to call me Christmas. And yeah. then that's what really kind of like makes stuck sense. With her. Yeah. yeah. That like. Her, his mom would know what Christmas actually is. Right. But I guess never told him. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of holes in this story. Yeah. Um, so Nicholas is going off to deliver all these toys, but first he stops by the king's house first. And he, wa- and he ends up showing him the toys. And he wants him to come with him to deliver these toys to show him all of the hope and happiness that these toys will come, will bring the village people. So... He ends up going down the chimney at one of the houses. And I love it because then the king just comes around and he's like, yeah, I just went through the the window, (laughs) which I thought was funny. Um, But he does see how much joy um, these little toys, you know, are bringing, you know, the village and how, how happy the people are are, you know, becoming. And the king decides to hire him to do this every single year. 
He's like, I just need you to work one day a year yeah. and do this every year. Well, I thought it was so funny. He's like, Nicholas is like, okay, so I taught you what you need to do. So like, you've got this, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, like, I'm going to have you do it. Yeah, you, go <laughs> ahead and, you go ahead and do it. So that's how, I guess, Santa Claus was hired that day. Uh, so Nicholas, before he heads back to Elfhelm, makes one last visit to Aunt Carlotta. And he's, you know on Blitzen, you know, driving, driving, flying. And he tells her that magic is real. And he ends up giving her a bunch of chocolates in her pocket. This scene in the book is so much better yeah. because he does this. He goes to her and he's like, look at me. Like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to show you that this is real. And she says some snide remark. So Blitzen poops on her. Oh, man. <laughs> that really should have happened in the movie. Right? I was like, man, I wish I would have seen Dang. that. <laughs> so that's the end of that kind of story. We now pan to... Um, Aunt Ruth telling the, the kids this story and you know they finish the story and the kids are you know like alright let's head downstairs because dad's home. They end up going downstairs and the house is completely decorated for Christmas. There's presents everywhere and no one knows how it happened and as the aunt is leaving for the night I forgot one of the kids asks a question she answers and they're like are you for real and she goes yeah, I cannot lie. And then you're like, oh, Aunt Ruth is the truth pixie. <laughs> what? Plot twist. My mom's suggest- or mm-hmm. prediction was that she was actually Aunt Carlotta, like, oh, years later. Okay. Um, because at the beginning of the movie, she does feel very much, like, yeah. scroogey and, like, grinchy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that, like, plot twist at the end was just perfect. Very cute. Which then- is obviously doesn't happen in the book, because this subplot doesn't right. exist in the book. But I thought yeah. that was cute. So, and that's how the movie ends. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So um, the book is a little different. Yeah. Uh, the book ends similarly in the sense that, like, he takes little Kit back. Everyone's happy. Everyone, like, he they, they offered to let him live there mm-hmm. because now he is an orphan. He doesn't have a yeah. mother or a father. And who wants to live with Aunt Carlotta? No, thanks. Um, we actually get more of, like... We meet all the other reindeer mm-hmm. by name, and we know, like, who mm-hmm. they are. Um, he lives there for quite a while, actually. So, like, y- years go by. I think almost 40 years go by. And in this throughout this whole time, he's had... Um, uh, connect or um, he's had a connection with the truth pixie mm-hmm. and one day he goes to like see her and he's like you know I'm still trying to figure out what my purpose is I'm trying to find out like what I'm meant to do and she's like well mm-hmm. you love gift giving you yeah. like that to you brings you so much joy like the happiness that it brings you to like give people things because mm-hmm. he had brought her like a telescope or something yeah and so he goes home and like then he realizes that is what I love to do and that's how the like the thought to create mm-hmm. the toy factory with the elves and everything. So comes it's to way be. later. So down it's the line. way later. Like like I said, forty years down the line, where he's kind of just been like Hang living out. there and like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and is 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 grown up now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how things happen to where he becomes Father Christmas, yeah. aka Santa Claus. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. And then at the end of the book, uh, we actually get the very first. Um, toy drop that he does Mm -hmm. as Santa Claus. And I love this because at the very end is a letter or a note that he leaves the very first Mm -hmm. um, uh, girl that he leaves a toy for, which I think leads into uh, book number two, the girl who saved Christmas Mm -hmm. because her name is Amelia. And this is um, the letter is uh, 
for Amelia. So it reads, Dear Amelia, I am pleased to tell you that you have been a good girl this year. I hope you enjoyed the presents. The elves made them especially for you. My name is Father Christmas. When I was your age, I was called Nicholas. There will be a lot of people in your life who will tell you to grow up or to insist that you stop believing in magic. Do not listen to these people. There's magic in this world. And me and the elves and some fine flying reindeer will prove it to you and all the children of the world. Every Christmas morning, when you find a stocking full of presence. Now, go and spread the word. Merry Christmas. Yours, FC. Cute. Which I thought was such a cute way to end the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my little like reading because, you know, we I didn't read the whole book. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I, I bet we see a Netflix version of the girl who saved Christmas. I think so too. I mean, if this does well, mm-hmm. I could definitely see them doing yeah. a uh, a sequel. Yeah, I mean, for the sure. book already exists, right? Yeah, mine as well. We're all about reinventing or not reinventing the the wheel and just yeah. using what's already so, there. So, book or movie for you? Well, are you going to ask me if oh, it stayed true? Did it stay true to the book? Yes, I do think it stayed true. For the true. most part, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the book. I loved the movie. I thought the movie was really cool. I thought, you know, it had all, like you said, all of the mm-hmm. Christmas cheer that I wanted from it. And it, it was nice to, like, kind of have it bring mm-hmm. b- brought to life. Um, there were elements. I think I liked the ending of the book a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of, like, how he realizes, like, he yeah. turns into Father Christmas. Um, but overall, I thought the movie did a great yeah. job of, like, bringing it to life. I do just love this story because it's, like, a story you don't, we don't see. Like, yeah. even in the movie The Santa Claus... It's like old men turning into Santa Claus. Like <laughs> right. you never really get a, a different version of how Santa became Santa. Yeah. I like want more. I need to know like how did he get Santa? The name Santa. True. Um but yeah, actually I'm gonna... in the book, I think the truth pixie, if I'm remembering correctly, she says Santa Claus and he's like, Why what's that? And he's like, That's actually what we call you because literally it means like fat man with a something like he, oh, they okay. mentioned santa gotcha. claus and that the the pixies gave him that name gotcha yeah so yeah so i i think i'm going with the movie as well i just think it was very beautifully done and I, it's I visually agree. appealing yeah when so. it was on netflix it was an easy watch yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it for this one make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app if you're listening on apple podcasts go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at the movie girls you can also email us at the at gmail.com and like we said earlier we are on patreon all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls where you'll get access to our movie serials you'll get a sticker for joining a shout out in a few episode and all that good stuff and next up we are doing the classic charles dickens a christmas carol i've we, never read this or watched this we have not decided which version of the movie we are doing yet That's a good though. question there is an animated version uh with jim carrey that it's probably on disney plus so we might go with that one <laughs> <laughs> whichever one has the higher uh imdb rating how about that Sure. We learned our lesson with um, uh, the witches. The witches. Yeah. There's. So. I mean, there's just so many different versions of it. Yeah. Um, my favorite version of this story, which does not go along with the actual books, so we can't do it, is Scrooged mm. with uh, Bill Murray. Ah. Yeah. So good. It's like more modern day. I don't one. think I've seen any of the variations of this story. Um, so I'm excited. But you know the concept of it. The, I think so. You get visited by three ghosts. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Past, present, and future. Yes. Tiny Tim. Yes. Scrooge. All that good stuff. It's great. It'll be great. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.